the Lord. I washed from Newcastle last week. I was on work duty there. Uh, mommy did revision chapter Jeremiah 24 and 25. So I watched you from Newcastle. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. So basically, mommy spoke on uh, Jeremiah 24 about the two baskets of figs. Um, one contained good figs and the other contained bad figs. And mommy really emphasized on we knowing what kind of um, basket we belong. But how our hard desire was for to belong to the good basket that contains figs. And when we went, sort of went through a wide range of scenario of different people you see in the church and all that. But our prayer was that we should aim to ensure that all we do is good work and not in evil. Then quickly touching on... Um, Okay, yes, yeah, so just, just to quickly summarize um, 25, it was all about um, Jeremiah preaching the word for 23 long years, and despite all that, the people refused to hear. I'm going to also emphasize that for people like herself, apostle, to be preaching as well, that at times we need perseverance for us to continue to speak the word of God. And the prophet Jeremiah said that until 70 years were completed, so what happens? The children of Israel will be in captivity. And those in captivity, some were good people, like um, Daniel, Shadrach, and Abednego, but some were equally bad, like the king himself. In, sum- in summary, mommy, mommy now sort of um, talked briefly on the different rats of the, that, uh, the king of Egypt and surrounding nations we have to take, that the judgment of God. And mommy concluded that Jesus had taken the wrath of God for us by drinking the cup of God's wrath. Praise God.
Lord is the only one that is going through our minds Opportunity came that people were coming from various nations to this uh, to this land. It was only the skilled that they were inviting. That's why they, they want mathematics teachers, skilled people. They want nurses, they want doctors. It's only the skilled people. And now people are getting green cards in America, all over, everywhere. It's only skilled people that are given that privileges and the opportunities. So it is good, as our pastor said, to be skilled. Amen. Even in the church, it's only the skilled. They don't use me. Ambitious parents, ambitious wives, ambitious children. Look at my two sons. They too can play that. uh, No, if you are not skilled in playing that uh, instrument, they will not use your son. Amen. So skilled. That was skilled. Let it germinate in our hearts. So that we know, although this was, and I said to us that we are all in captivity. Many people, we have come from various countries to be, to be here. And we refuse to go back. Some come for studies and they don't go back. Because we are enjoying the captivity. Amen. There is this freedom in this captivity. Uh, you can tell me, I also said to us that you can tell me I'm born here. I'm a British. No. Your parents came here. They had the opportunity. They had the privilege. And that's the reason why they are here, they gave that to you. That's why you cannot afford, I said to young, young ones among us, that's why you cannot afford to be having, going to join people that are having credit card fraud. No, it's not your portion. Amen. In captivity, we must make it. Hallelujah. This is a good captivity. It's not a bad one. That's the reason why we can go anywhere. We, we can go shopping. We can buy anything we want to buy. We, we have a good job. We get enrolled in jobs and everything like it happened to in the time of uh, Daniel. Some of us are representing in the House of Parliament. It's a good captivity. So let's make the best use of it and let us not be the one to assign parents. Let's raise our children so that they not be greedy for money. Because there is something that is happening these days that people are using money to deceive the children right from school. You can't be with them in school. They deceive them and tell them you can make a million pounds, go and get people's credit cards and all the rest of that, and a lot of them find themselves in prison today. So let's make sure that as parents, we raise our children in a godly way, in a godly manner, and make sure that you bring them to church, bring them to places where they can study the Bible. They can have examples like Daniel, they can have examples like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they can have examples of great boys, great girls, that are great in the scriptures, and they will be able to follow them. The Lord will bless us. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. No timekeeper. God told us that we should do the good deeds and be serviceable to God, and we shall enter the rest of the land. That we should not be among the bad seeds as the Messiah and his party who were in the land and did evil in the sight of the Lord. We should therefore not walk in the counsel of the wicked. We should eschew evil amongst many other bad things that are found in the bad seed. The last thing I learned in this chapter 24 of Jeremiah of this one referred to was that when we are part of the good seed, God will reveal his plan to us. Example, God will reveal his plan concerning ourselves unto us, who we are, what he has in store for us, things concerning our churches here in verse 3. He will reveal things concerning what is in store for this nation, especially the 12th December 2019 date, and the way forward for this nation. We should know that there is no secret in what God can do. As he has revealed to Jeremiah, which we read, he has done that before. He has also, we can also take our father in the Lord, Apostle, as an example, and think of several visions and revelations God has shown him. What were the relationships? What were the relationships of our father and mother in the Lord? Set their heart to serve and know God, and God alone, and to serve Him with their own hearts. My brethren, we can continuously do this as well. And when we do this, God assures us of His protection. God says He will build us up and not pull us down. To mention but a few of the good things God has taught us. See also Jeremiah 24, 6 to 7, 
which our mother drew our attention to as well. So may the Lord give us the complete the word in Noah according to the prayer that mother and the Lord prayed with us in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's put our hands to for them. I want to stand up like this. Satan is in trouble. I feel so happy because Satan is in trouble. which reads this is what the lord the god of israel says like these good figs i regard as good the exiles from judah whom i sent away from this place to the land of the babylonians my eyes will watch over them for their good and i'll bring them back to this land i'll build them up and not tear them down i'll plant them and not operate them and this can be contrasted with verses eight to nine which reads but like the bad figs, which are so bad that they cannot be eaten, says the Lord. So I will deal with Zedekiah, king of Judah, his officials, and the survivors from Jerusalem, whether they remain in this land or live in Egypt. I'll make them abhorrent and an offense to all the kingdoms of the earth, a reproach and a byword, a curse and an object of ridicule, wherever I banish them. And in this passage, God divided his people into two groups, the righteous and the unrighteous, or the good and bad figs. And many of the um, chapters in the book of Jeremiah were actually letters written from Jeremiah to the first group of exiles. And the main purpose of these letters was to give hope to the exiles who believed that God had given up on them. However, as they would soon see, they were rewarded actually for their faith and righteousness. They were taken peacefully to Babylon, uh, whereas the second and third groups were laid under such a heavy siege that many of them even died before the Babylonians entered the city. And they witnessed the murders of their parents and all those who were deemed not fit enough to work. They saw the destruction of their temple and those who survived the toxic fumes of the smoke were set aside only for hard labor and to live the rest of their days as slaves. 
Even the, uh, they were marched to Babylon with brutal force, chastised with whips, and killed if they became too ill or too tired to walk any longer. The first group felt as if God had left them, but rather he was with them every step of the way. He provided work for the jobless and roofs over the homeless. Those such as Daniels were treated as nobles in the king's court, even in their youth at the ages of 14 and 17, when the Babylonian training program began, and they were treated like princes until they graduated. In fact, upon, upon admission into the king's service, some of them were even treated better than the kings back home in Israel. So to conclude, I do not know what problems we may all be facing, but we all have moments where we feel like this first group of exiles, as if God has left us alone. But I do know that no matter what we are facing, God is always with us. And just as he caused the mighty king who ordered Daniel's capture to fall down on his knees in respect to a lowly servant, I pray that in Jesus' name, as we go home tonight, God will cause our problems to bow down to us. Amen. My, contrib my contribution is taken from Jeremiah t chapter 25, verse 5. It reads, They said, Turn now, each of you, from your evil ways and other evil practices, and you can stand in the land of the that the Lord gave to you and your ancestors forever and ever. Do not follow other gods to serve and worship them. Do not arise my anger with what your hands have made, then I will not harm you. What I got from this is that God loves us so much that he keeps on warning us again and again and again that we should listen, we should obey him. And he got so many of his servants to come and preach to us the word. And how it relates to our everyday lives is that Sometimes um, people from, like Apostle, comes and preaches to us, like, every, every Sunday, every, every Tuesday, on Bible study and all other stuff. And we should take in that knowledge and go home, read through it again and again and again, so that um, each, each time we read through it, we'll understand and get deeper into the Holy Spirit. And I pray that... As we keep on learning all the stuff that we get from Apostle and other people, I pray that the Lord will help us use it in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. My heart is filled with joy, and I pray that God will raise more children for us like this, and more adults, and more husbands and wives and more young ladies in jesus name so that's the 20 24 uh, 25 towards the end of 25 you know from the beginning of 25 the word asked us to note the word again and again long suffering jeremiah was preaching to the people but they continue in their sin the bible said again and again for how many years 23 years. Thank you. Put your hands together. You are a good student. I didn't want to say. For 23 years. Some of us have not been preaching again and again. Maybe for one year we have just started. Some have been preaching all our lives. And then we are frustrated. We are fed up. But Jeremiah was not fed up. And I explained something again that I'd like us to remember. The cup of God's wrath. Wrote here, notice Jeremiah's description of, God, uh, of, of God's wrath and judgment in his prophecy. Because Jeremiah keep on preaching to these people again and again, they now face the, 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 the consequence, uh, consequences of their sin. And I made a reference to us in the book of 1 Peter chapter 4 verse 17. Peter warned that judgment will start with God's people. This is the same with Jeremiah's prophecy. That judgment, wrath, will start from Jerusalem and towns of Judah. 
Same thing I'm telling us tonight, judgment will start from the church, like Peter warned. It is also stressed in verses 19 to 26 of that same chapter that none can escape from this judgment of God. But thanks be to God that sent Jesus, his only begotten son, who through the cross through, took the bitter cup of God's rod or his wrath on our behalf, that we might have forgiveness in him. Second Corinthians chapter 5 verse 21. The leadership must make it a point of duty to inform the church on the reality of his coming. His return, especially his wrought on those that is disobedient. Psalm 96, verse 10 to 13. Note that Jesus took the cup of, the, the cup of bitter wrath, uh, of, uh, of, uh, the cup of bitter, of God's wrath or whatever, so that we are set free and be forgiven. So we must not just take all these things we are doing carelessly. We must make sure that we make our neighbors to know, our friends to know that Jesus is what? Coming soon. And it shall be well with us. That takes us to Jeremiah 20, 26. When we finish all these chapters, we must not sleep on them. We must continue to go to them to and fro. I'm still going to explain to us, when, after we, we might have finished, it's something that we are going to come back to. Something about the rotten fig and the right fig. And I said something about that first fruit. With that, I'm, I'm going to involve Apostle to come and speak to us about that. What they can also relate to when we bring the best of the best. You know, they brought this fruit to the priest in the church. And it's, it's like a kind of first fruit. When we are going to discuss that part, it will help our giving attitude richly in God. In Jesus' name. But without wasting time tonight, we are going to chapter 26. Chapter 26 talks about Jeremiah threatened with death. And this is something that we come about each time that we are in God and we are preaching the gospel or we are soaked in God. There is always allowance for people to threaten us, but that should not make us to get frustrated or go back. I remember when I was threatened not with death in my Christian life, before I met the man of God, 1973, I decided to go back. But God loves me, so I speak about the love of God so much. When the man of God came to me, I said, no, I've forgotten about this thing. I just want to now live myself and live my life. I'm fed up because there is too much stress. People stress you and they don't want to hear the word. They make jest of you. They cane you as well. We had cane. They had to get wood from me and they cane. So I was getting frustrated, so I decided to turn back. But God loves me. I got born again in 1969. I decided to go back, you know, maybe in the 73. And it was that year, 73, that God brought me back into the kingdom. Amen. So paradventure, there are people that because of... Uh, problems or persecution wants to go back i pray that the same god that sent the man of god to me will send helper of destiny to them to bring them back in jesus name and so we must pray for a lot of evangelists and a lot of people that god are using these days for his gospel mm. that takes us to 26 which is jeremiah threatening with death early in the reign of joachim son of josiah king of judah this word came from the lord this is what the lord says stand in the courtyard. I want you to underline that. Stand in the courtyard. That is stand in front of the church. Or stand in the, in the lobby. Or stand in the place that people will be able to see you and hear what, what you are telling them. He says, stand in the courtyard of the Lord's house and speak to all the people of the town of Judah. Who come to worship in the house of the Lord. Tell them everything I command you. Do not Omit a word. If God is sending us, we must speak everything. Hallelujah. We must not take anything out of what God said. Tell them, don't omit, underline that word. We must not omit a word. To tell people the truth, we cannot afford to omit a word. Underline your, your scripture there. Perhaps they will listen and each will turn from their evil way. Sometimes when we, we, are, we, we are deceived and we are omitting words and not telling people the truth, they might miss the way. 
That is what he's talking about. So you have the word of God in your mouth, as Isaiah 51, verse 16 says. We must speak it out and don't hide anything. Then I will relent and not inflict on them the disaster I was planning because of the evil they have done. Say to them, this is what the Lord says. If you do not listen to me and follow my law, which I have said before you, and if you do not listen to the words of my servant and prophet, whom I have sent to you again and again, though you have not listened, then I will make this house like Shiloh and this city again, though you have not listened, uh, like Shiloh, uh, and I make and this city a curse among all the nations of the earth. May that not be a portion in Jesus' name. May we listen to God and be able to send the word of God out in Jesus' name. So the priests, the prophets, and all the people heard Jeremiah speak these words in the house of the Lord. But as soon as Jeremiah finished telling all the people everything the Lord had commanded him to say, the prophet, the, uh, the priest, the prophet, and all the people seized him. Is it not funny that it is the priest? It is the prophets. It is the, 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 the people, the leaders in the church that sees Jeremiah. It's happening in our day today. We are royal priesthood, a holy nation, peculiar people. People that God has set in place. He delivered us from the kingdom of darkness into his wonderful kingdom of light. Sometimes when the man of God is preaching the truth, there are people from biting, backbiting, and they're doing a lot of things. We must not find ourselves among it. Is it not funny that it's in the church? We are not still talking about people outside. So he said, as soon as you then he said, the priest, the prophet, and all the people had Jeremiah speak these words in the house of the Lord. But as soon as Jeremiah finished telling all the people everything the Lord had commanded him to say, the priest, the prophet, and all the people seized him and said, You must die. You must what? You must die. Why do you prophesy in the Lord's name that this house will be like Shiloh? You know what happened to Shiloh? In Shiloh when uh, all the uh, Eli's children, they were stealing and they were sleeping around with all the tabernacle women doing all wrong, wrong things. When, the decision, when God took the decision against the house of Shiloh, the whole family was uh, perished. So he said, and this city will be desolate and de- deserted. And all the people crowded around Jeremiah in the house of the Lord. When the officials of Judah heard about these things, the officials, I want you to underline that word officials. They went up from the royal place to the house of the Lord and took their places at the entrance of the new gate of the Lord's house. Then the the, the priest and the prophet said to the officials, And all the people, this man should be sentenced to death because he has prophesied against this city. You have heard it with your own ears. Jesus also prophesied against this city, isn't it? Then Jeremiah said to all the officials and all the people, The Lord sent me to prophesy against this house and this city. All the things you have heard. Now reform your ways and your actions. I want you to underline that. Now reform your ways and your actions and obey the Lord your God. Then the Lord will relent and not bring the disaster he has pronounced against you. As for me, I am in your hands. Thank God for that boldness. As for me, I am in your hands. Do with me whatever you think is good and right. Be assured, however, that if you put me to death, you will bring the guilt of the innocent blood on yourself and on this city. And on those who you will bring the guilt, and on those who, sorry about that, who live in it. For in truth, the Lord has sent me to you, underline that word, for in truth. 
Jeremiah was not a false prophet. He's the prophet of truth. Amen. Amen. And he's confirming to them that, look, I'm serious and I know what I'm talking about. In truth, the Lord has sent me to you to speak all these words in your hearing. I'm just not speaking from my mind. I'm not speaking from my head. I'm speaking what I'm hearing the Lord say to me. And he said, this, uh, um, sorry about this. Be assured, however, that if you put me to death, you will bring the guilt of innocent blood on yourself and on this city. And on those, you will bring the guilt on those who live in it. Sorry about that. For in truth, the Lord has sent me to you to speak all these things, all these words in your hearing. Then the officials and all the people said to the priests and the prophets, this man should not be sentenced to death. He has spoken to us in the name of the Lord our God. Some of the elders of the land stepped forward and said to the, uh, to the entire assembly of people, Micah, Ruf, Morashet prophesied in the days of Hezekiah, king of Judah. He told all the people of Judah, this is what the Lord says. Now they are making references. This you will see in the book of Micah chapter 3 verse 12. Zion will be plowed like a field. Jerusalem will become a heap of rubbles. The temple hill, a mound overgrown with thickets. Did Hezekiah, king of Judah, or anyone else in Judah put him to death? Did not Hezekiah fear the Lord and seek his favor? And did not the Lord relent so that he did not bring uh, the, the disaster he promised against them. We are about to bring a terrible disaster on ourselves. Look at this is true leadership. Amen. Now, Uriah's son of Shemit, they have several examples to back up what uh, Jeremiah did that was right. Now, that, that is the officials. Now, Uriah, son of Shemer from Terias. Jerim was another man who prophesied in the name of the Lord. He prophesied the same thing against this city and this land as Jeremiah did. When King Joachim and all the officials and all the officers and officials heard his word, the king was determined to put him to death. But Uriah heard of it and fled in fear to Egypt. Lost, we must ask for boldness. Amen. Jeremiah did not go anywhere. The other person that was uh, 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 shown from Micah did not go anywhere. They faced it with boldness. And the Lord delivered them and the Lord helped them. When the king decided to put him to death, but Uriah heard of it and fled in fear to Egypt. King Joachim, however, sent Elhazen son of Akbo to Egypt along with some other men. They brought Uriah out of Egypt and took him to King Joachim who had him struck down with a sword and his body thrown in the burial place of the common people. Furthermore, Ahikam, son of Shapham, supported Jeremiah and so he was not handed over to the people and to be put in prison. May the Lord bless the reason of his holy word. This is the cost of being a disciple. Now let me quickly go to my note. Jeremiah threatened with death. Because of the message from the Lord to warn the people, Jeremiah was threatened to death. There are many challenges that faces us today in our day. May God continue to promote, uh, protect us. This chapter describes how and why Jeremiah was on trial for his life because of his message from the Lord. His message was that the Lord would destroy the temple and Jerusalem unless the people change their ways and repent. Jeremiah was instructed by the Lord to stand in the courtyard of the Lord's house and speak to all the people of the town of Judah. Remember I said to us from the beginning that Jeremiah was, has been given a difficult uh, 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 message. 
And he has to face it at all times. There are several occasions that Jeremiah has to preach to the people. In this case, God said to Jeremiah, you have to go to the, you have to go to the pulpit. To the courtyard. That is where people will gather to come and hear the word. You are not preaching to them, but this is a, you are sending a kind of warning to the people. Jeremiah was instructed by the Lord to stand in the courtyard of the Lord's house and to speak to all the people of the town of Judah who came to worship in the house of the Lord. He was asked to tell them everything that God commanded him with other prophets and his servant to tell his people. There are some other prophets that God has commanded, the prophets alike that God has commanded with Jeremiah to go and deliver this difficult message. Not only Jeremiah, but Jeremiah was given this errand and said, you must stand in front of the courtyard and speak. May God grant us boldness. Just like God coming to tell us as a teen individual, say, go to the uh, village market, stand in front of McDonald's and begin to tell the people this great message. Don't omit any word. And God has spoken to Jeremiah. Jeremiah believed that God has spoken and he went forth. I pray that God will begin to use us in this type of way in the name of Jesus. That God will speak to us and send us somewhere. Go to Buckingham Palace. Tell them you want to see the queen. <laughs> Somebody will laugh. But if you hear God, you will go. Amen. So Jeremiah have to go. So he came to Judah. He said, Jeremiah was instructed by the Lord to stand in the courtyard of the Lord's house. And to speak to all the people of the town of Judah who came to worship in the house of the Lord. He was asked to tell them everything that God commanded him with other prophets and his servants to tell his people. He must not omit. I want you to underline that word through your Bible and write it down in your note. He must not omit or leave out a single word. The word of God that God has sent us to go and speak to the people, we must make sure that we don't omit any word. Say to, 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 to the good person, the righteous person, shall be well with you. He shall be well with them. Amen. Say to the wicked, you will die. They will die. But may God give us that wisdom to carry out this message. Isaiah 51, 16 says, the word of God is in our mouth. When we read it, as it's in our heart, then we can be able to pour it out through our mouth. May God grant us the boldness and confidence to be able to speak this word. He must not omit or leave out a single word. Perhaps they will listen and each of them will turn from their evil way or wicked ways. If he doesn't omit any word, if they are wicked, say to the wicked, he will die. They will die. I said, God give grant us the grace and we know how to tell the wicked that he's going to die. We must not just go. Because John the Baptist is head. You understand? But let the grace be for us. We are at the time of grace. Jesus has died for us. And we must be able to speak the word of God. He said, let the word that comes out of our mouth be seasoned with salt. As we tell people the truth, let us be able to, 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 to have the grace to let it melt like butter. So that they can, it, can, it can sink into them properly. I wrote a prayer here. Lord, grant our leaders or every one of us boldness to carry out all your commands. We need boldness to do that. God said, because they have not listened, he will make the house like Shiloh and the city Jerusalem a curse among all nations of the earth. 26 verse, uh, 26 verse 6. The moment Jeremiah finished speaking to all the people, telling them all he was instructed to say by the Lord, the priests, the, the prophets, and all the people seized him and said, he must die. Querying or accusing him for all he said, because they did not believe him for what he had said. They thought he was not speaking from God, and he must die. They thought he was speaking from his head. You think to you, Jeremiah, when did you come on board? You are just coming to tell us, well, well, use these small boys, use these small girls. What are you talking about? You have been here before you, and you say God is saying that. Uh, but for this reason, we are going to kill you. You know, did it happen to Jesus? It happened to Jesus. Carry was, he carried the cross. But today we are not carrying no cross because Jesus had already paid the price. Let's go freely and do the work freely. Some of the elders, leaders, and officials present spoke and referenced or cited other men of God. Blessed are the peacemakers. Amen. These are peacemakers among the people. Let's not undo this matter like this. You are all God's officials. You are all God's people. You are all God's leaders. 
Then they started referencing their leaders that are standing in the Lord. Amen. He says some of these elders, leaders and officials present spoke and referenced or cited other men of God or prophets that spoke similarly to confirm that the same message Jeremiah received from the Lord is true. These leaders that have rooted themselves in God and in the word of God said they were bringing instances when these things happened, and they were not killed, what happened to the king or the people that were prophesied to? They repented. So the purpose of this message, uh, uh, Jeremiah's message, is for the people to repent. It's not for them to seize Jeremiah and to kill Jeremiah. But they are doing otherwise. What are the references? Number one reference. Micah of Merosheth, who prophesied in the days of King Hezekiah, king of Judah, he was not put to death. So these are great men of wisdom, great men with grace. They cited people in the scriptures. And I ask you to write it down from Micah chapter 3 verse 12. They have the word of God. In the midst of confusion, we should have elders like that in the church. That the word that comes out of their mouth, Colossians chapter 4 verse 6, shall be seasoned with salt. And they'll be able to know to sort out such matters. What you leaders are doing is not good. But I've read there are some leaders that might be against people in the, in the household of faith or somewhere in your offices or something. You must be that leader, part of those officials and the leaders that bring the word of faith and you can make reference to the Bible. If you don't know the word of God, there is no way. What you are doing, threatening to kill Jeremiah, is not good. I will tell you that it's not good. Something is what somebody did. And I, and, I, and I read that part to us in that book of Jeremiah 26, 17 to 19. He says, some of the elders of the land stepped forward and said to the entire assembly of the people. Verse 17, verse 18, Micah of Moresheth prophesied in the days of Hezekiah, king of Judah. He told all the people of Judah, this is what the Lord Almighty says. Zion will be plowed like a field. Jerusalem will become a heap of rubble. Is it confirming the same thing that Jeremiah said? Yes. The temple hill, a mound overgrown with thickets. Verse 19, 26-19. Did Hezekiah king of Judah or anyone else in Judah put him to death? When this man prophesied, they did not put him to death. Did not Hezekiah fear the Lord and seek his favor? That is what Jeremiah wants. That is what God wants. That's why he sent Jeremiah again. He said this in the case of Hezekiah, Hezekiah did not put uh, Micah to death. So let's consider these things. So they were using the word of God to, 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 to help the situation. And did not the Lord relent so that he did not bring the disaster he pro- pronounced against them. We are about to bring a terrible disaster on ourselves if we do that. The man of God is speaking the truth. People of God are speaking the truth. Parents are speaking the truth. And children sometimes are looking for a way to, 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 to discipline their parents. Instead of parents discipline them. The church of God is speaking the truth. Some people are cornerciding and looking for a way to say, Hey, say that to me. I'm going to, I'm going to show them pepper. There is no one to show pepper here. This happened in the scriptures. Let us, especially those of us that are elderly, let us have wisdom and grace to sort situation out. Don't take sides. Amen. Even though they know that Jeremiah is saying the truth, they use the word of God to conquer the situation. The word of God is there for us to encourage, to rebuke. Amen. Let us use the word of God well. So they brought the same situation that happens and the man of God. They brought another situation, another example in that Jeremiah 26, 17 to 24. Some of the elders of the land stepped forward and said to the entire assembly of people, Jeremiah 26, 20 to 24. Now, Uriah, son of Shemai, they gave another example from the scripture. They are using the scriptures to sort out the situation. Some don't use scriptures today. They use their friends. They use their family. They use people that are living wicked life, ugly life, to, 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 to suit situation of matters of God. May God grant us grace so that we can know the right thing to do in the time of disaster or in the time of trouble. Now Uriah son of Shemai from Keriat Kerim was another man who prophesied in the name of the Lord. He prophesied the same thing against this city. The same thing Jeremiah is saying, the same thing that this man prophesied. And this lad, as Jeremiah did, verse 21, when King Joachim and all his officials and uh, officers heard his word, 
The king sought to put him to death, but Uriah heard of it and fled in fear to Egypt. When some people hear the truth, they try to do evil. Did you do this to me? I'll make sure that I make the work difficult for you. Have you sought people in your offices using vengeance to face vengeance? Instead of let, the, let, let our lifestyle, let it please the people. Let us reflect Christ at all the, all the times. So in the case of this Uriah, what happened was that the king plotted to kill him and then he fled in fear to Egypt. There are many people that are keep killing children of God that they, they, they now leave the church to go somewhere. Let our attitude be that of Christ so that we can be able to uh, maintain discipline and put orderliness but with uh, respect. Let's not talk to people anyhow. Amen. King Joachim, however, sent Elnathan, son of Akbor, to Egypt, along with some other men. They brought Uriah out of Egypt and took him to King Joachim, who had him struck down with a sword and his body thrown in the burial place of the common people. Furthermore, Hayekim, son of Shapham, supported Jeremiah, and so he was not handed over to the people to be put to death. Let's support people of God, like we are supporting all these children now. Let's support them so that they can grow in God. Let's support one another so that the word of God can dwell richly in us. Amen. Let's support one another so that we can be able to do good things. So the people that are going through trials and tribulations, let's support them. There are some people that are dying for gospel's sake. Let's support them and the Lord will help us. The verse 22, uh, 20 to 24, the verses above, 22, 20 to 24 that I just read, it was confirmed that Uriah's message was same as Jeremiah's. When he was threatened to be killed, he escaped to Egypt. He was brought back from Egypt by the order of King Joachim. And by his order, Uriah was killed by the sword. His body was thrown into burial places, place among the graves of common and ordinary people. Sometimes we go through trials and tribulation. May, we, may God grant us the grace to be able to survive them. The case of this man, you have to die for the gospel's sake. There are many that are dying for gospel's sake all over. Let's make sure that we put them in our prayers all the time. Because we are serving God. Nobody's accusing us, doing us any harm. We are happy serving God. Everything is going on well for us. But let's remember people that are serving God, but they are serving God with pain. I wrote here a conclusion. We must be bold in the areas of our calling as we serve God. Our lives are in his hands. He does what pleases him, and no one can question him. Uriah was killed, but Jeremiah kept prophesying and faced with more troubles in the midst of dangerous people or his enemy. The same thing. And I made reference to uh, Matthew 20. James who was also killed for the sake of the gospel. Acts chapter 12 verse 2. While his brother John lived until he was old. That you can see in the book of uh, the story of James. In the book of Matthew. The ambitious uh, Zebedee's uh, The mother of uh, uh, the wife of Zebedee. Salome. The wife of Zebedee, who brought his two sons to, to Jesus, that one can sit on the right in this kingdom and left on the other side. Jesus also spoke about the death of other prophets who died because of their courage. Matthew twenty-three thirty-one. you can see that, write it as a reference. Luke chapter thirteen twenty-four. Some of this will be coming when I'm going to test you, you know, I've been telling you. So when you have it in your notes, it will be a very good open book. Amen. Those who know their God shall be what? Shall be strong and they shall do great exploit. That keeps us here. The next time we meet, because it's 9 o'clock, we want to close on time. Although we are rushing, any day we can rush and finish like this, we will finish. Because Apostle said, enough of Jeremiah by the time we end this year. So we want to finish about 52 chapters now. And we are 26. So maybe we'll do it too, too. I would have rushed, but Apostle has said, we must make sure that people go home on time. And uh, it's short. I can just read it to you instead of going to read the note. Let me just read this 26 so that I can go and read it by yourself. 
37 Judah to serve Nebuchadnezzar. The symbol of bonds and yokes, that is, when it was prophesied that the children of Israel would not go and serve under Nebuchadnezzar. This scripture also talks about a yoke. And what is a yoke? A yoke is a wooden frame that is hung on the team of animals for plowing. In this situation, the bonds and yokes were symbols of political submission. They are going to be terrorized under the government of Nebuchadnezzar. Because of their sin, they keep on sinning. Again and again, Jeremiah has been talking. And now when they refuse to listen, God is going to put them in the hands of their enemy. That is the lifestyle of anyone that is serving God every time. He's going into the world, one leg in the world, one leg in the church. Such people, God will allow Satan to be dealing with them. Nebuchadnezzar in this situation, in this chapter 27, go back home and read it because of time. I'm unable to read it for us. Satan in this uh, situation is Nebuchadnezzar. God is going to put them back into the hands of their enemy so that their enemies can terrorize them. The Lord asked Jeremiah to make for himself bond and yoke. You see, Jeremiah is sent with a difficult message. I keep on telling us from the beginning I've told you. Uh, 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 Yoke is a type of uh, triangle-shaped thing that is hung on the neck of cows or animals for plowing. There is one small animal and there is one big animal. Both of them will be yoked with one another. So that they will be helping in doing the work of farming. When one, the big one comes on this side, if the small one does not follow, what happens? The neck will be, will, 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 will be, will be uh, I, don't, I want to use that, this word, will be twisted, or the, the, you know, and when the neck is twisted, then it is it, strangled, you know, strangled, and then it can die like that. So he must follow that big one. You know, as we are yoked with Jesus, hallelujah. Jesus is the big one. He says his yoke is easy and his burden is light. He will not take us where we don't want to go. He will take us through the pasture, green pastures, where is going to be the best for us. So since we are yoked with him, his yoke is easy. He doesn't turn us anywhere we don't want to turn. He will take us to a place we want to go. He will prosper. He will give us everything. So he asked, God now said to Jeremiah, you must make a yoke for yourself. Which Jeremiah actually did. And put that yoke. The Lord asked Jeremiah to make for himself a bond and a yoke. A symbol of bondage. And put them on his neck. This was acted to tell the people that they must release themselves under the bondage of the Babylonian to be destroyed. This you can see in that chapter 27. Oh, sorry. Chapter, now to go to another chapter, 27, verses 2 to 4. I just want to get back to the chapter again. My hand just took it somewhere. 27. Yes. 27, verses 2 to 4. Nebuchadnezzar was addressed as the Lord's servant. Is it not funny? You know, I told you the other time when we were reading the other chapter. He has always been addressed as the Lord's servant. What does it mean by calling Nebuchadnezzar the Lord's servant? Is he really the Lord's servant? And I gave you another example of another man of uh, 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 king that, that, that God talked, talked about, Cyrus, in the book of Isaiah 45. You know, whom he used to free his people. Call him his servant, isn't it? In that Isaiah 45, verse 18 or something like that. You know, and God actually used him, an ungodly king, to be able to deliver the people of of God. The same thing is saying to because the people of God refuse to listen to God, he also said he's going to use Nebuchadnezzar here in this case. He's going to use the Nebuchadnezzar to, they, they will be under the bondage of this unbelieving king. And he said Nebuchadnezzar was addressed as the lost servant. Why did Nebuchadnezzar, God address Nebuchadnezzar as the lost servant? He was the instrument through whom God will judge his people. At the time God is going to use him, he's going to be God's servant to do, to, to do this work for God. Amen. Because sometimes God uses evil people, you know. But in this scripture, the cardinal, I won't call them God's servant, but we don't know why Jeremiah used that word. So it's, it is, what he meant is that he's going to use Nebuchadnezzar as the instrument through whom God will judge his people. That even the beast will save the king of Babylon. Shows the extent of God's, uh, God, uh, of, 
of power God will grant Nebuchadnezzar. That you can see in that chapter 26, verse 6 to 7. Let's quickly read it together so that you know that what I'm saying is true. 27, um, 6 to 7. Could you put this on the screen? Yes. Let's, one, two, three, go. Now, I will hand all your countries over to my servant, Nebuchadnezzar. Did you call Nebuchadnezzar a servant? And you can ask the question why, but you've seen it written down. To my servant, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon. I will make even the wild animals subject to him. Even animals will be subject to him. Yes. All nations will serve him and his son and his grandson until the time for his land for this for his land comes. Then many nations and subjugate to him. They'll be under him. They'll be under him. There is nothing that they can do. Is it not amazing that even the animals, the beasts will serve the king of Babylon? Shows the extent of God's power. Or the extent of the power God has granted to Nebuchadnezzar. May we continue to obey God so that we will not be under evil, the evil people. He advised them not to listen to their prophets, their diviners, dreamers, soothsayers, or their sorcerers who prophesy lies, saying they will not serve the king of Babylon. Jeremiah was advising them because when Jeremiah was prophesying all these things, there were some other dreamers, other soothsayers that were saying wrong, wrong things. They were saying wrong things. No, it will not happen. How can this be? It can't happen. You know, sometimes God might be warning us, but we don't take it serious. So these people were not taking this seriously. They said, ah, they will not serve the king of Babylon. It can't happen. Therefore, his decision, decisions are rooted in his eternal plan. And he always acted according to his great wisdom and power. In that verse 5 and 6, he talks of his great wisdom, and he talks of his supremacy, and he talks about his power. So you go back home and read that verse 5 and 6 and 7 and 8. He stressed his sovereignty by his word. My great power. My great power. God is sovereign. So let us fear God. In this case, the yoke means that one country will have to obey and be subject under another, another country. Judah will serve the king of Babylon by bowing his neck under his yoke. They will not be under the bondage of Satan. God will punish that nation with sword, famine, and plague until he will finally destroy them by his hand. Verse 8. When you get to him, go and read it. Verse 12 to 22, Jeremiah humbly asked Zedekiah, the king of Judah, to surrender to the king of Babylon. And the people said, bring your neck under the yoke of the king of Babylon and serve him and his people and leave. Any nation that will not serve the king of Babylon will die by the sword and by famine and by plague or pestilence. Jeremiah 27, 12 and 13. He encouraged them not to listen to the false prophets who keep on saying that the Babylonians will not destroy the great city, Jerusalem, the, the city of God. He said that they are not from God. God also confirmed that he did not send them. The false prophets said that God will never allow the magnificent holy temple to be destroyed. God is a God of love, but at the same time, when you go outside his uh, will, he destroys. Amen. Let us fear God so that we are, we are not under his wrath. We pray that instead of wrath for people that are still doing what they like with God, playing church, playing different, that God should just forgive instead of wrath, he should have mercy. Then towards the end of the scripture, it talks about the vessels of the Lord's house. These are various furnishings and utensils used in the worship and service of the Lord. These vessels that have been taken and captured with the captives, the nobles of Judah and Jerusalem, shall remain in Babylon until the day the Lord visit them, says the Lord. Then he will bring them up and restore them to, the, to, this, uh, to this place, which is Jerusalem. That you see in that verse 16 to 20 and 21, 22. Note that among the nobles of Judah and Jerusalem, that was 20 and 21, that was mentioned, 
were Daniel and Ezekiel and other people that were mentioned, although that were captives that imparted the lives of many leaders and exiled in Babylon. And they were blessed, as God said, through Jeremiah 24, 1 to 7, and Daniel 2, 48, which I actually asked us to read the other time. You know, we spoke about that in that 24, 1 to 7, the skilled people that were asked to come, you know, that were taken to exile. And then chapter, Daniel chapter 2, 48 to 49, come and see what happened to Daniel even in exile. He became one of the best uh, uh, prime ministers there. So let's, uh, let's read it. Daniel chapter 2, verse 48 to 49. And don't forget, you can put that with the, uh, Jeremiah 24, 1 to 7. But let's look at that Daniel chapter 2. Who is on the acetate? Please, could you quickly put it there? Let's read it to Daniel chapter 2, verse 48 and 49. Let's... Let's read together. One, two, three, go. Then the king placed Daniel in a high position and lavished many gifts on him. He made him rule over the entire provinces of Babylon and placed him in charge of all its wise men. 49. Moreover, at Daniel's request, the king appointed Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, administrators over the province of Babylon, while Daniel himself remained at the royal court. May the Lord bless the reading of his holy word. When next we meet, we'll be going to 28, so that we can be held, and more other things that we need to contribute in 27. We can add it together. That 27, I copied Judah to serve Nebuchadnezzar. May we not serve under our enemy in the name of Jesus. When we meet again, we are going to chapter 28 and 29. If you can rush it together like that. And that 28 talks about false prophet, Anania. And 29 talks about a letter to the exiles that was written to the exiles while they were in exile. May the Lord bless the reading of his holy word. So let's continue to read this scripture and let's uh, um, look at our life and what we are reading so that we can be able to shape our lives in God and the Lord will bless us mightily in Jesus' name. I rest my case.